Well, hello, God bless. Welcome back again to the Bible teaching channel of A Love Outreach. My name is Dave Nelson, and I am going to go ahead and do another study in the book of Proverbs or kind of talk my way through the book of Proverbs. And again, just a reminder, uh, when I do this, it's just part of kind of my own little daily reading that I like to do, and once in a while I'll get on and record it. I'm going to keep doing that till I end up getting through all 31 chapters of Proverbs. But um, what, I, what I like to tell you is uh, there is a, a much deeper um, study you can do of the book of Proverbs, if you feel so inclined to do so. Uh, and I wish you would feel so inclined to do so. I've done much deeper studies of Proverbs myself, but what I do here with this teaching is just kind of read our way through it, talk our way through it, and kind of see what you know practical stuff we can gain from it, how we can apply it to our lives on a daily basis. And again, just a reminder, you'll see I'm covering chapter 10 today. Today is the 10th day of the month of August, 2022, 2022. So, you know, you can do this. There's 31 chapters. You can do this every day of the month and uh, make that a part of your life where you do that on a monthly basis. There's so much to gain when you do that, when you read the book of Proverbs um, in its entirety on a monthly basis, you make that a habit of yours. There's so much to gain, you know, and so much to learn from it. And so in so many ways you can grow spiritually by doing so. Anyway, all of that being said, we will now go ahead and begin to read starting in verse one of the book of Proverbs chapter 10. It says the Proverbs of Solomon. A wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is the grief of his mother. Wonderful verse there from the standpoint of what we can learn from that. If you're a son, uh, if you're a parent that is raising up a child, be it a son, be it a daughter, to train them up in the Lord, to train them up in the way that they should go, to train them up in the way that is wise and uh, the way that is best for them. You know, I uh, completely exhort you to do that. And But as a son, you know, reading this, if you're a son, a wise son makes a glad father, but a foolish son is the grief of his mother. Now, one thing that makes a father glad when he has a wise son is that his mother, the, the mother of the son isn't grieving. His wife, the father's wife, isn't grieving uh, and is a happy wife, right? Because she's happy about how well her children are doing and that they are walking upright, choosing the, the paths of righteousness, doing what is good, honoring their mother and father. Um, when a son or a daughter, for that matter, causes grief to their parents, it tends to hit the mother even harder um, in my experience. But when another a, a reason the father can be glad is not only because his son, his daughter is doing well uh, in life, but also that the mother of the children is happy as well. So... Treasures of Wickedness, verse 2 says, Profit nothing, but righteousness delivers from death. 
You see, in the end, when it all comes down and you're about to breathe your last breath, you or I are about to breathe our last breath here on this earth, what is going to prevail and the only thing is that that is going to matter is righteousness. And this is why Jesus Christ himself said, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Make that your priority. Your top priority is righteousness. And from the standpoint of the book of Proverbs, it just simply talks about doing what's right, walking in honesty, walking in integrity, you know, things that are virtuous, right? Things that are good, doing those type of things. And that's going to profit you in the end, especially if you have been born again, you know, you've given your life to Christ, Jesus, our Lord, the Savior, okay? And that's the number one thing too that you need to focus on in your life if you haven't done so is coming to Jesus, coming to know Jesus, faith in him, okay? But treasures of wickedness profit nothing. You know, there, there are people out there and we know that it is Satan that is the father of these people that steal, that do things like stealing stuff, right? In the last proverb I taught, which was chapter eight, you know, chronologically, it's not in order, but the last one I did teach was chapter eight. I had done chapter nine a month or two ago. But anyway, in the last one I did do was chapter eight. I talked about, you know, how something got stolen from me, right? And, um, you know, these are people that are using their wickedness, their evil to go out and profit, to try to make money off of what they're stealing. And uh, it profits nothing, it's going to profit them nothing. They might get a little money in their pocket today that they're going to burn, they're going to spend on this, that, or the other thing, but those riches are just going to quickly make themselves wings and fly away. But there's so much value in righteousness, living in a good and pure and holy way in the sight of the Lord, doing so by being led by the Spirit, having the fruit of the Spirit evident in your life and yielding to the fruit of yielding to the work of the spirit within you, the leading of the spirit within you, right? Um, because you won't fulfill the lust of your flesh. You won't do what is wrong if you're truly being led by the spirit of the Lord. So anyway, verse three, the Lord will not allow the righteous soul to famish, but he casts away the desire of the wicked. So again, the Lord rewards righteousness. Going back to that verse I quoted out of Matthew, what Jesus said, um, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. What was Jesus talking about? He was telling us not to worry about what we eat, the clothes we wear and all of that kind of stuff. You know, that God was going to provide for us. He will provide for us what we need. And that's what this verse is saying here. He will not allow the righteous soul to famish. Okay, if you're lining your life up with the Lord and you're doing what's right, um, the Lord will provide for you. Trust in it. I know there are lean times and you may be going through something in your life right now where you're lacking. Maybe you're lacking money to pay a certain bill or this, that, or the other thing. But just press on in the faith. 
the Lord will provide. There are times that he allows us to go through trials and testings and time, time of lack um, just to strengthen us in the faith, to cause us to uh, readjust our eyes, to fix our eyes on him. And, uh, but he will provide our need when we're focused on him and we're fixed on his will and on doing his will. But that second half of verse three here says, but he cast away the desire of the wicked. Sometimes, you know, even King David said at one point, why did a wicked prosper? So sometimes you can look and you see, man, they, they just, they, they steal, they lie, they cheat, they distort, they do all kind of stuff, but they seem to be getting away with it and seem to be becoming wealthy and such. But remember, it's righteousness that's going to deliver you in the end. And that's what we are to be focused on. We're focused not on this world and what we can gain here. We should not be storing up treasures here on earth. We should be storing up treasures in heaven, right? Making sure that our lives are pleasing to the Lord and honoring the Lord and glorifying the Lord in everything that we do. Um, verse four, here's some very practical advice, everyday advice, right? He who has a slack hand becomes poor, but the hand of the diligent makes rich. You know how you get the money that you need to survive and, and to pay your bills and you do all that, you work for it, okay? If you're lazy, you've got a slack hand, you will become poor, but you need to be diligent so that you can provide for your needs and have the things that you need. Now, remember too, I know that there's all kind of doctrines out there today that teach about being prosperous and using the name of the Lord to get rich and, and speaking things into existence. That's the big thing, right, going around again. There's nothing new under the sun. It, it was been around for many years. But what? remember that the Lord cares about your soul more than anything else, who you are internally. Are you an upright person? who cares about what is good? Are you thinking on things that are good and pure and lovely and of good report, right? But yet from a practical standpoint, verse four is talking about, hey, you gotta work. You gotta get out and you gotta do something. You can't have a slack hand. If you're lacking, it's because in many cases you're not working. Now look, so many people could come upon this video that have no ability to work. Maybe you have a disability, right? That doesn't allow you to work. I'm not slamming that, nor is the word of God, right? But this is talking just in everyday life. If you've got the ability to work, you need to be doing it. If you've got the ability to earn an income somehow, you should be doing it, okay? Even the New Testament tells us that. He who doesn't work shouldn't eat either, right? If you're being lazy, that is, right? Verse five, more wisdom for us here. He who gathers in the summer is a wise son. He who sleeps in harvest is a son who causes shame. Here again, remember, these are the words of Solomon, like we see there in verse one. These are the Proverbs of Solomon. And he's talking to his son. He's exhorting his son and he's encouraging his son to, to work hard, to be diligent, not have a slack hand, to walk in righteousness, all of these things. And if you're someone 
that just lays around and you don't want to work, you end up causing shame. You end up causing shame on your parents who raised you. Um, now, I guess maybe you, you could blame your parents for raising you that way if that's the case. But in most cases, it's not the case, right? So don't be that person, basically. And that's the wisdom we're getting out of the Proverbs here. Blessings are on the head of the righteous, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. So there are people that do righteous righteousness, right? Walk in righteousness. And there are people that do wicked things, evil things, right? And violence is on the mouth of the wicked. That's all they're known for. That's what they're known for. They, they do wrong, right? But there's blessings on the head of the righteous. Verse seven, the memory of the righteous is blessed, but the name of the wicked will rot. You know, it's unfortunate and it's it's a tough thing to kind of say, but sometimes when the wicked dies, you know, uh, people can be at ease and rejoice because a person that was on the earth causing evil things and doing evil things, no one wants to remember them. No one has anything good to say about them. Sometimes it's even hard to show up to a funeral of a person like that and where no one wants to say anything good. No one even wants to be there but the memory of the righteous is blessed because when you're a righteous person and you're walking, like I said, led by the spirit, then that means you're a person of love, tenderness, gentleness, right? You're a person of peace, faithfulness and goodness and kindness. That's what you're known for if you're a person that is walking in a righteous manner. Okay, and that person will be remembered. The wise in heart will receive commands, verse eight says, but a pratting fool will fall. So to be wise in heart means like I've said in previous teachings, you're willing to receive instruction. You're willing to get understanding and to get knowledge. You're willing to listen. You're willing to say, hey, this person here, knows better than me. They've been down this road. Let me gain some wisdom from this. They're saying that I should do this and I'll do it, right? Or if you have a job and you've got a boss who's responsible for making the company run well and, and wants to do well by the company and he or she gives you commands, tells you to do something. If you're wise in your heart, you'll receive commands. But a pratting fool is just someone that just walks around with their nose in the air. I'm not doing what you say. I don't care what, you know, they're proud and and they, they don't really want to follow anybody else's commands. Well, eventually they fall. Eventually in their jobs, they get fired. They end up looking for another job, whatever the case may be, right? Verse nine, he who walks with integrity walks securely. You know, you never have to look over your shoulders when you're walking with integrity. If you're telling the truth and you're doing what's right, you never have to cover your tracks. You never have to worry about anything. You can walk securely. And it says, but he who perverts his way will become known. In other words, when you're doing things wrong and things that are crooked, you know, it'll become known sooner or later. Some light shines on it and it becomes known, okay? Verse 10, he who winks with the eye causes trouble, but a pratting fool will fall. So it's saying that that pratting fool again is worse than 
that person that winks with their eye and causes trouble. You know, that person that winks their eye and says, hey, watch this, watch what I do, watch what I try to get away with here. Watch this sneaky little thing that I'll do here, right? Yeah, they cause trouble, but that pratting fool, that one, that one that walks around all proud and won't listen to commands and all of that kind of stuff, they're surely going to fall, okay? Verse 11, the mouth of the righteous is a well of life. What's that telling us? That what comes out of our mouth is going to be good things. We're going to speak good things into people's lives, right? We're going to speak that which leads to uh, someone feeling good. They're glad to hear from us. They're glad to hear what we're going to say because if we're righteous, we're going to say things that are right and good and holy, right? But violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Just the contrast there speaks for itself. Again, just look at all those loud mouth people out there that run their mouth. They disobey authorities. They, they run their mouth at authorities. And, you know, they're one of those pratting fools and they don't take advice man they got hard times ahead they're going to they're, they're surely going to fall okay hatred stirs up strife but love covers all sins okay that's the bible says that love keeps no record of wrongs keeps no record of sin right or you know love can cover things up right now look we also know from scripture that the scriptures do rebuke us they do correct us they do instruct us in righteousness there we've also studied in the proverbs that sometimes there needs to be open rebuke so we don't sweep things under the rug that's not what this is talking about right but it's just contrasting how hatred stirs up strife you know and people that or get hatred in their heart, they just go around causing trouble. But a person that walks in love doesn't do that. They're just, they're not causing problems. They're not sinning. They're not going in that direction, okay? Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding, but a rod is for the back of him who is devoid of understanding. That's verse 13. Let me read it again. Wisdom is found on the lips of him who has understanding. So again, that's that person that uses discretion, that looks at a, at, at a situation, looks at a set of circumstances and says, mm, let me make sure that I understand what's going on here. I don't wanna just run off at the mouth. I don't wanna just jump in and, and not consider what's happening here. To be wise is to think it through and to say, oh, okay, and that, that's what understanding is. And, but it says, but a rod is for the back of him who is devoid of understanding. Fools rush in. I've, I've said that before, right? I mean, millions of people have said that before, but fools rush in and they don't sit and think things through and they don't take you know, any thought or use any discretion. And they end up in trouble for it, right? Wise people store up knowledge, but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction. You know, sometimes there's things that you know, but you don't need to speak it. You might have knowledge about something, but you don't need to speak it. Sometimes you just store it up and you say, okay, it's not the right time to speak here, or it's not even necessary to speak this. I just need to gain this knowledge myself and do whatever with it instead of like the second half of the verse here 
but the mouth of the foolish is near destruction, right? In other words, they're always willing to destroy things. They're always willing to run off and say, oh, well, you know, yeah, but you're not, you know, you know, she said this, right? You know, he said that, right? You know, this happened, right? And they're, they're trying to cause destruction because they're foolish. They're trying to stir up strife, right? But sometimes it's wise just to store up the knowledge that you have, keep it inside, right? The rich, verse 15, the rich man's wealth is his strong city. The destruction of the poor is their poverty. Solomon is just telling his son here a fact of life sometimes, you know? Sometimes, and I'm, now there could be plenty of good, righteous people that are rich, okay? But we shouldn't be trusting in our wealth, our riches, as our strong city. We should, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous run into that, right? That's where, that's that's our strong fortress. The Lord is our fortress, okay? And it says the destruction of the poor is their poverty. Sometimes, you know, the poor that are walking in their poverty, dealing with their poverty on a daily basis, it ends up destroying them. Doesn't have to be the case, Right, people. You can trust in the Lord. You can get filled with the Spirit of the Lord, and you can have righteousness in you, even if you're poor. Right? It doesn't matter whether you're poor or rich in the Lord. Nothing matters with with when it comes to that. Right? So, verse sixteen: the labor of the righteous leads to life; the wages of the wicked to sin. So, the righteous again are people of understanding. They're going to do what's right. They're going to use their money wisely. They're going to work with their hands. They're not going to be slack of hands. And it shows, it just leads to something good for them, right? But the wages of the wicked to sin. If a person is a sinner in their heart and they're wicked and they're out to destroy, then they're going to go out and they're going to earn wages, but they're going to spend it on foolish things, things that destroy, you know, a lot of people, maybe they're going to, you know, work all week and earn their wages all week and then go out and party and destroy and riotous type living and getting drunk and all of that kind of stuff. And it just ends up harming them because they're not living wisely, right? He who keeps instruction is in the way of life, but he who refuses correction goes astray. Pretty self-explanatory. We got to take advice. We got to be willing to be wise and heed commands like we saw earlier. Take correction, take correction, take instruction, whatever comes our way. If we're wise, we'll take it all in. But if we refuse to be corrected in something that we're being foolish in, we end up going astray. We end up going in the wrong way, in a way we really don't want to be in, okay? Uh, verse 18, whoever hides hatred has lying lips and whoever spreads slander is a fool. Look, we shouldn't have hatred within us. Let me take the first half of verse 18. Whoever hides hatred has lying lips, okay? There are those people out there, or maybe you've been this way in your life, you know, where you might hate someone, 
but when you talk to them, you talk to them kindly and all of that kind of stuff because you don't want to stir up problems. And But in a sense, you've got lying lips when you're talking to them. But the key is to get rid of the hatred that's stored up within you so you don't have to lie as well, right? Find a way to deal with that situation, forgiveness, talk to the person, whatever it is, get rid of the hatred that is within you uh, so you don't have to have lying lips. And whoever spreads slander is a fool, speaks for itself there, the second half of verse 18. Verse 19, in the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he who restrains his lips is wise. How easy is it just to run off at the mouth, as they say, right? Just, you know, keep on talking, keep on talking, keep on talking like you know everything. Um, and uh, that, that turns out to be sin, man. It turns out to hurt other people. It turns out to get you in a situation where people don't like you. They don't want to be around you because you talk too much, and you don't have any wisdom in the words you're saying. You just want to be heard and you want to be right. Some people are like that, right? And that's why it's second half of verse 19 says, if you restrain your lips, you're wise. That's what the wise person does. They know when to just shut up, you know? Verse 20, the tongue of the righteous is choice silver. The heart of the wicked is worth little. You know, Jesus said from the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. So if we have righteousness within us, right, we're doing what's right, we're doing what's good, then what comes out of our mouth is good. Because from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Same thing on the flip side. If someone's speaking hateful things or spewing out hateful things about this, that, or the other thing, you know, and there could be many um, categories to that, you know, political things and all of that kind of stuff, right? People just spew out wickedness and hatred, right? And it's worth little. And it makes you just want to be away from those type of people, right? The lips of the righteous feed many, but fools die for lack of wisdom. So it speaks of feeding in the sense that you're you're speaking edification and exhortation and encouragement. People like it. People want more from the lips of the righteous. They want to hear more from, from a person that is righteous. But fools die for a lack of wisdom. You end up starving because you're not listening to wisdom. You're not taking correction. You're not taking instruction. So you end up starving to death in your soul right? You starve to death and you die, right? The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Remember, godliness with contentment is great gain. And that's what God cares about. Again, who you are internally and the blessings of the Lord are the riches that we need to be seeking after love and peace and joy, all the fruit of the spirit, right? We should want these things within us and there's no sorrow that comes with it. Sometimes, you know, I, I read an article recently or not long ago about a group of people. Well, it was, it was just about different people that had won the lottery and what it did to them. And one of the guys, one of the guys who won said, um, I wish I never would have bought that ticket with all of my heart, he said, I wish I never would have bought that ticket. Um, because 
sometimes there's sorrow that comes when you got the richest of the world, especially if you're not wise, especially if you don't have the spirit of the Lord within you, but you end up with the riches that this world offers and it ends up destroying your life and brings sorrow. You know, if you have a desire for wealth, it will pierce you through with many sorrows, the scripture says, if that's what you're after, if that's what you're seeking for, you know, where you focus on that and then you end up, you get old in life and you find out, where are my children? They don't want to be around me. Where's, you know, where's my friends? They don't want to be around me because you spent your whole life with just a desire to be rich and to get all you can. And you have no blessings of the Lord in your life. You have no peace. You have no contentment. You have no joy. Verse 23, to do evil is like sport to a fool, but a man of understanding has wisdom. Okay, so sometimes evil people just go out and do foolish, stupid stuff for what they call fun. I did it because it was fun. And it's just foolishness to do that kind of evil. But a man of understanding has wisdom. Verse 24, the fear of the wicked will come upon him and the desire of the righteous will be granted. The fear of the wicked will come upon him and the desire of of the righteous will be granted. Again, what's your focus? What are you focused on? Okay. What, what are you setting your mind on? Right? If you're allowing yourself to be focused on the world, the things of the world and all that, and you're, it's going to cause you to have great fear and anxiety because you're all bound up with it and you're wanting to know how am I going to make it? I got to get this. I got to get that, right? But the desire of the righteous will be granted when you're focused on the things that the Lord approves of and the will of the Lord, okay? The Lord's going to bless you. The blessings of the Lord will be upon you. Verse 25 says, when the whirlwind passes by, the wicked is no more, but the righteous has an everlasting foundation you know sometimes troubled times blow in like the wind and and the wicked perish but we have an everlasting foundation if we're rooted and grounded in the lord jesus christ if we're keeping the commands of the lord we'll be like that person that built their house upon the rock and when the storms of this life and the winds blew you know we were able to stand strong because we're founded upon the rock, the rock of the Lord, the words of the Lord. Again, this is why I exhort you to study the word, to know the word of God, to hide the word in your heart that you might not sin against the Lord, right? As vinegar to the teeth and smoke to the eyes, so is a lazy man to those who send him. You know, okay? You don't want the vinegar on your teeth, you don't want the smoke in your eyes, and you don't want to send a lazy man to do something. Basically, it was what Solomon's telling him, his son here. The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. 
here again, the fear of the Lord. What does that mean? We're reverencing the Lord. We care about the way we're living. We care about doing things that glorify God, right? That edify others and exhort others. And we end up with prolonged days as a result, right? But the years of the wicked will be shortened. How many people have been wicked in their hearts, done foolish things, and lived short lives as a result of their choices, right? Verse 28, the hope of the righteous will be gladness, but the expectation of the wicked will perish. We know that if we come to the Lord and we know that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever would believe on him would not perish, right? Righteousness is in Christ, okay? And the hope of the righteous is gladness. There's a time, there's a place that we're going when all the cares of this world, all the troubles of this world will be no more and we will eternally be with the Lord where eye is not seen and ear is not heard nor has entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those that love him. That's the righteous and there is gladness at the end but the expectation of the wicked will perish. If you're not walking in the Lord, if you're not, if you haven't given your life to the Lord Jesus where you're walking in obedience to his commands, you're not that person whose life is founded upon the rock then you're going to perish in the end, okay? But God has provided a remedy for that in Jesus Christ, okay? The way of the Lord is strength for the upright, but destruction will come to the workers of iniquity. It's just the facts of life. It's the facts of life. The way of the Lord is strength for the upright. We will have strength when we're trusting in the Lord, when we're walking in righteousness. Again, sometimes it seems like a long, hard road that we're walking on, right? And that's why faith is a fight, okay? It's not easy. We have to stay the course, keep walking in the Lord, fixing your eyes on him as the author and the finisher of your faith. And he will renew our strength, Right? We wait on the Lord. We trust in the Lord. We'll renew our strength. We'll mount up with wings as eagles. Right? We've got that strength in the Lord, but we have to stay the course because the rain falls on us too. The rain falls on the just and the unjust. But in the end, there's destruction for the workers of iniquity. As that second part of verse 29 talks about there, there's destruction for the workers of iniquity. That's a fact of life. The righteous will never be removed, but the wicked will not inhabit the earth. Again, that firm foundation cannot be moved. On Christ, the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand, right? The mouth of the righteous brings forth wisdom, but the perverse tongue will be cut out. We've talked about that a lot here in this chapter, haven't we? Haven't we? What comes out of your mouth, the things that you say matter, the type of person that you are, because from the abundance of the heart, your mouth is going to speak. Okay, the lips of the righteous, verse 32, the lips of the righteous know what is acceptable, but the mouth of the wicked, what is perverse. 
Why does the lips of the righteous know what is acceptable? Because they're focused on righteousness. They're focused on what is good. They're thinking on things that are good and lovely and of good report, virtuous things, right? They're thinking on those things. So you know what's acceptable and what's not acceptable, okay? But the mouth of the wicked, they know what's perverse because that's all they do is going around seeking to be perverted and to pervert their ways and to try to pervert the ways of others. So here again, we see so much wisdom in the word of God, both the Old and the New Testament. And once again, I exhort you to read the Bible, to study the Bible, but more importantly, to live it out in your daily life, to apply it to the way you live. And again, Proverbs is just one of those books that you can read on a daily basis, time after time after time, month after month after month, to continue to focus yourself and to keep yourself in the path of righteousness for the name of the Lord's sake. So, hello from Texas. Howdy there. Nose Nugget. Good to see you here again. God bless. Um, we'll go ahead and finish up there for today. Um, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. As I always say, if you have any questions or there's anything that we can help you with, feel free to reach out to us. Go to our website, aloveoutreach.com. Fill out the contact form and we'll get back in touch with you. Or you can go ahead and email me directly, dave at aloveoutreach.com. You can find us on social media, things like Instagram and Facebook, A Love Outreach, um, and you can contact us that way as well. But God bless, and we will see you next time.